Everybody, thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Garrett. I want to get right with the message God's got on my heart today. And I believe that many of us want some favorable changes in 2021. How many of y'all want some favorable changes in 2021? In fact, we all, I hope you want the favor of God on your life because uh, I'm going to share with you seven top priorities in order to see the favor of God on your life. Hey, it's not going to automatically happen. I believe that if you'll list these seven top priorities in your life, you and I will experience the favor of God and the blessings of God in 2021. I certainly need it. I certainly want it. And I'm certainly expecting God to do it for His glory. Seven favorable changes, changes on the way. Maybe there's some things that we need to stop. Can y'all hear me? I said maybe there's some things we can stop doing and start doing in 2021. We look back, we praise the Lord, we look up, we say thank you, Jesus. And I want to invite you today, as we look today at seven top priorities the Lord put in my heart to share with you that if you put this on your top priority list, I believe you'll see some favorable changes in 2021. Number one, I'm going to share with you. I'll put them on the screen in a moment. Don't feel like you've got to write them right now. But number one is new hope. Some of us today have been down and discouraged. I understand. But God says we can have new hope. And secondly, not only new hope, but I'm praying the Lord will give us new peace. Peace. Anybody here troubled? Anybody here disturbed? Oh, yes. New peace. Number three, we'll see in a moment. Not only new hope and new peace, but we're going to see a new vision. New vision for 2021. Some of you have been stuck, haven't you? You feel like you need to move on. You feel like you don't have the right relationships. God's going to uh, shower us with his favor and his blessings as we put him first. There's a fourth new blessing and favor. I believe the Lord will indeed supply the needs if we not only have new hope and new peace, but new vision. And then number four, new faith. New faith in the coming year. I believe some of our faith has dwindled. Some of our faith in God is not as strong as it was last year. And God's saying to us today, if you return to the Lord, he'll certainly strengthen our faith in him and in his word. I know deep down inside, some of you may be doubting today, feeling insecure today. We're going to see number five, not only a new faith, but new strength for the new year. How many of y'all need new strength for the new year? Talk to me, my church family. I believe all of us need strength for the new year. Why? We don't know what's ahead, but God does. Now, if you didn't raise your hand, you know you need new strength. We'll see that very clearly depicted and articulated in this wonderful epistle, what we call a general epistle in the Bible. And then number six, how many need new love? New love for your family. Love. By the way, y'all look up in here just a moment with me. Do you know it's been a wonderful time to spend some family time, Christmas and New Year's? But I'll be honest with you. Sometimes, I'm just saying sometimes, sometimes your family can pull you down instead of picking you up. And some of you right now are pulled down. You've been around your family. You love your family. But today, God wants to pick you up. And some of you are here today needing to be picked up. And maybe some today uh, really need new love. Not only love for the Lord, but love for each other. Then we'll see finally number seven. A seventh priority. You getting them down? A seventh priority. 
for us to have some favorable changes in 2021. Number seven, certainly not the last but not the least, and that would be uh, this, a lifestyle of holiness, a lifestyle of holiness. I hope you got those seven changes. I hope you got those seven priorities because we're going to turn right now to this great book called 1 Peter. Turn in your Bibles, 1 Peter chapter 1. Every seven one of these priorities the Lord spoke to my heart as I was praying over this message of this week, and, and I didn't know the text, but God seemed to lead me over here to 1 Peter chapter 1. 1 Peter chapter 1, stand to your feet. I want to read the first 15 verses. I know seven's a lot, and I know you're looking at the clock as I am, so that's why I don't want to take much time. I want to ask you to please stand, and let me start in verse 1. Peter, who is an apostle of the Lord Jesus, I don't believe Peter was at Rome, even though I've been to Rome, and there's a, a thought or a teaching that Peter was the first pope in Rome. I'd see no clarification or historical records indicating that. However, Peter was a great man of God, saved. Andrew brought him to Jesus, according to the first chapter of the Gospel of John, and the sand man was turned into the rock man, instrumental in bringing the Gospel to the Gentiles. I could tell you more, in addition to the great message on the day of Pentecost and then further this wonderful epistle and then finally ultimately dying a martyr's death according to tradition upside down on a cross not worthy to be crucified in the slight manner of his Lord I'm looking at first Peter chapter 1 and verse 1 if you're there shout a hearty amen, amen. good first Peter chapter 1 verse 1 Peter Petros an apostle apostolos of Jesus Christos Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered. The word scattered is there, dispora. And it means, I'll say what it says. They're scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bithynia. Many believe these, no doubt, are Christians, both Jews and Gentiles. At any rate, uh, if you favor one than the other, the theme of Peter, by the way, is suffering. How many believe that we're going to see more and more persecution as the days progress in 2021. Hey, look, I'm not a pessimist. I'm a realist, but I'm telling you, the blessings, the favor of God. Get ready, get ready. Verse 2, elect, elect, the word elect. Do you know what the word elect means? It's the word electos. It means to pick out. Aren't you glad God picked us out? I need somebody to help me there. I said, aren't you glad God picked us out? We didn't pick him out. He picked us out. And the old saying, he came looking for me. Look at this. Elect, picked out, electos, according, look at this big word, the foreknowledge. The word foreknowledge is the word prognosis. It means to know beforehand. Hey, look here. God picked us out beforehand, before eternity passed. I'm telling you, God's a God of foreknowledge. We don't know, but he knows. <laughs> Keep reading. Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Underline this next phrase. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Grace always comes before peace. Grace, chorus, God doing for us what we don't deserve. Peace, I'll talk about that in a moment. And it means that state of rest. I know we live in a troubled world, but thank God there's peace in Jesus. Amen. Look at verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy. You know the difference in mercy and grace, don't you? Mercy is God not doing to us what we deserve. Grace is God doing for us what we don't deserve. Please distinguish the two. 
the mercies of God. Elias is the word for mercy. The mercies of God. Keep reading. He says in the middle of the verse, verse 3, according to his abundant mercy, he hath begotten us. You see that word begotten? What does it mean? It means born again. He birthed us in his family. Oh, bless the Lord. He hath begotten us again unto, please underline this, a lively hope. Not a dead hope. Not a, a, dis, a discouraging hope, but a lively hope. That confident expectation. The word hope is uh, elpis in the Greek. And it means to have that confidence. Notice the confidence is by, look at the last part of verse 3, by what? The resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. I don't know any other religion that has a living God like we do. I don't know any other religion has a living God who said he would die but said he would rise again. Christianity is distinguished from every other world religion. Please shout about that and thank God for that. A living God. By the way, if your God's dead, get rid of him. Look at verse 4. To an inheritance. I love that word inheritance. Romeo. It means to inherit, to possess, to uh, be an heir. H-E-I-R. Oh, praise God. I love this verse 4. To an inheritance. Who's born again? We're born again. 2021. To give us an inheritance. Verse 4. Incorruptible. Thank God rust doesn't moth and moth, uh, can't, uh, thieves can't break through and steal. He said we got inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away, reserved. The word reserved there is the word that means to guard, protect. Reserved in heaven for you. That's where we're heading, beloved. How, know, how many know heaven's a little bit sweeter every day? I'll tell you, when you have more and more loved ones to pass away, I told Ann last night when I prayed with her on the phone, heaven becomes a little bit sweeter. I'm telling you, oh my, you get to thinking about the glories of heaven. The best is yet to come. Look at verse 5, who are kept, that is guarded, who are kept by the power of God through what? Say it again, through what? That's faith in God. Through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Word last is eskos, eschatosh, which means we get our a word, eschatology, the teaching, the doctrine of end time uh, events, prophecy. Look at verse 6. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now, for how long? You know how long a season is? In the Greek, that means a short time, a brief time. I know you don't think you're going to make it through, but God said you're going to make it through. You're in a brief season right now. Yeah, that's what he means. He says, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now, for a season... If need you be in heaviness, and the word heaviness means grief, bereavement. Is anybody uh, feeling a little heavy today? Uh, yeah, in heaviness through manifold, that means many temptations or trials, that the trial or the testing of your faith be much more precious than of gold, though it perish it, though it be tried, tested, approved with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and the glory at the Hearing of Jesus Christ. The word appearing is the word apocalypse, the same word we get, revelation, the uncovering, the appearing of our Lord, whom, look at verse 8, whom having not seen, we've not seen Jesus face to face, we will one day, thank God, whom we have not seen, you love, <laughs> and whom, though now you see him not, yet believing, Peter said, 
you rejoice with joy unspeakable, full of glory. The joy of the Lord is our heart. Say that to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, the joy of the Lord is, is, is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm sorry, say that. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Hey, look, we got more to shout about, really. And then look at verse number uh, 9. I'll tell you what, skip down to verse 13 for the sake of time. Wherefore, gird up, pay attention, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober, wake up, and hope to the end for the grace that has brought them to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Apocalypsis again. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy. Notice, so be ye hagios. The word holy is hagios, separated. Be separate, be different. Yes, be separate, be different. For I am holy because it is written. Notice verse 15, but as he has called you as holy, so be holy in all manner of conversation. You know what that means? It means your lifestyle, manner of conversation. Our lifestyle ought to be different from someone who's not a Christian. Really, we ought to walk different, talk different, live different. I mean, there ought to be a difference, not because of us, because Christ in us, the hope of glory. And then finally, verse 16, because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. Father, what a great and mighty God you are. What a mighty powerful word, Lord, for this new year. We're hungry today, thirsty today. I'm asking you to cleanse my heart of sin. And pray, dear Lord, for a fresh anointing on not only me, but every person that's here, those listening by way of live stream, and then beyond. Oh, God, we pray the good news, your presence, your power, your, Lord, peace will permeate our minds and hearts. Change us, oh, God, by your Holy Spirit. Thank you for who you are and who we are in you. We commit this time to you. Pray you'll have the preeminence and the glory and lives will be changed, souls will be saved. Give us a passion and a burden to know you and to love you and to see others come to experience your amazing grace and your unconditional love because our Lord, you've made a difference in my life and I'm a debtor. I owe you everything. Oh, Jesus, have mercy on our nation. Have mercy on... Oh, Lord, the lost, and may the gospel go forth today. And we give you praise now. Bless us, Lord. Give us ears to hear, hearts to obey, and we'll give you thanksgiving because you are worthy. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. You may be seated. Look up here just a moment as you sit down. I'm sorry I don't mean to be in a hurry, but I am in a hurry. But I want to take my time as we go through these seven changes that I think the Lord is going to bring about his favor and his blessing in your life. You'll notice 1 Peter chapter 1. In just a moment, we're going to gather around what we call uh, the Last Supper or communion, the Lord's table. And I believe this is very applicable and pertinent to our time right now. Prepare our hearts, preparing our minds. Oh, what we're fixing to do. But you'll notice, as we go through 1 Peter, you'll notice, number one, that God wants to give us a new, watch this, a new hope. I find that in verse 3 of the text, a lively hope. Number two, a new, not only hope, but notice, a new peace. I find that in verse 2 of the text. 
Number three, a new vision. I find that in verse number four of the text. Number four, a new faith. I find that in verse five of the text. I'll bring it up in a moment. Number five, not only a new faith, but a new strength. I find that in verse six and seven of the text. And then number seven, a new love, verse eight. And finally, a new lifestyle of holiness, verse 13, 14, and 15. Check this out. Check it out. Here it is right here. A new hope, 1 Peter 1, 3. A new peace, 1 Peter 1, 2. A new vision. God, do it in 2021. Oh, yes. A new faith and a new 1 Peter 1, 5. A new strength, a new love, a new holiness. And I'm praying God will grant this for every one of us. Number one, a new hope. Notice verse number three. Peter says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us, born us again. We're born again, begotten, birth again unto a lively hope. How? By the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. How many of y'all believe that Jesus arose from the grave? Amen. He arose from the grave. I told y'all I've been over to Israel. I didn't see the body in the grave. Oh, listen, we serve a risen Savior who's in the world today. He's well able to keep us. He's well able to supply our needs. He's resurrected from the grave. In fact, Paul writes, I'll not take time to uh, exegete the whole passage. However, I want to draw your attention to 1 Corinthians 15 just for a moment. You don't have to turn there because of due to time. I was simply allude to the fact that Apostle Paul is writing, affirming, yea, confirming, the resurrection, the greatest event in human history, that Jesus didn't stay on the cross, nor did he stay in the tomb. What are the evidences? One, they're the insurmountable evidences. Verse 3 and 4, there's the transformation of the disciples. There's the affirmation of the scriptures. Christ, Christ died for our sins, was buried. The third day rose again according to the scriptures. The affirmation of the scriptures the transformation of the disciples. They were literally, radically changed. I've got good news. When Jesus comes in, you are changed. You can't be the same old person you used to be. I want to change. And then, not only the transformation, the affirmation, but notice, and the inspiration. But there are not only the insurmountable evidences that Paul gives us in 1 Corinthians 15, but he moves forward in that great resurrection chapter. And he tells us the inescapable consequences. If Christ be not risen, our preaching is in vain. If Christ be not risen, uh, then uh, the grave is uh, holding his body. If Christ be not risen, we of all, all men most miserable. The inescapable consequences. If Christ be not risen. Oh, yes. And then he moves to the irrefutable, notice, occurrences. Chapter 15, verse 15, chapter 15, verse 20. He says, Christ, the first fruits. That's right, the first fruits. How he arose from the dead. And then he talks about the kingdom coming. And then he closes this chapter by sharing not only the insurmountable evidences and the inescapable consequences and the irrefutable occurrences, but note this. The last of chapter 15, he describes the incomparable assurances in the rapture and the resurrection. How many know we'll have a new body one day? 
Our outer man's perishing. Our inner man's being renewed day by day. Hallelujah. This old body is going to be changed. How many know we get stuff for Christmas? Young people like little Destry Lynn. I bet you got a lot for Christmas, didn't you? But you know what? Bless your heart. Some of that stuff's going to start wearing, wearing off, and it's going to start wearing down after about a day or two. How many know what I'm talking about? And so it is with our body. Just like that new dryer we just got, as soon as we got it, turned it on, it started wearing down. Oh, but one day, this body sown in weakness will be raised in power. This body sown a mortal body will be raised an immortal body. Yes, the rapture will occur. Paul makes reference to that, the resurrection, when he says in 1 Corinthians 15, verse number 52 following, hold, I show you a mystery. We should not all sleep, but we should all be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. GE has calculated that to be 11 hundredths of a second. In a moment, an atom, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the last trump, the dead should be raised, we shall be changed. The sting of death. Oh, death, where's your sting? Remember that? Where's your sting? Oh, grave, where's your sting? Hey, but by the way, you know what? I'm giving you all a lot of scripture because I'm convinced it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. It's the word of God that gets the job done. It's not little cute things that preachers come up with, the teachers. It's the Word of God. And I make no apology for it at all. I know you love the Word of God, otherwise you wouldn't be here. That's what motivates me to get in the Word, love the Word, live the Word, and thank God, learn the Word. Speaking of that, I ran across an article last week. How many of y'all heard of a man by the name of Paul McCartney? I'm not a Beatles fan, but many of you remember the Beatles way back there years ago. I read an astonishing, shocking article put out by Fox News, dated December the 30th. What did it say? It said, and I'm just telling what it said, that Paul McCartney is talking now to George Harris through a tree. That's exactly what the article said. He gave him a tree in 2000, I believe it was four, that he died. And now, according to Paul McCartney, George Harris is talking to the tree. He's talking to him through a tree. People are all mixed up these days. Can I just simply put it this way? The Bible uses one word to describe this, necromancy. We don't talk to the dead, okay? That's necromancy. Now, I, now, let me clarify. Hold on. I know some of you are bracing yourself saying, wait a minute, Pastor. I want to clarify because we recall one example in the Bible. I was reading my devotion yesterday. Saul needed a word from God. And you know, he got so desperate he couldn't hear a word from God. Is anybody here? He needs a word from God. He got so desperate because he's out of the will of God. He went to a witch, the witch of Endor, to call up Samuel from the dead. A witch. Now, whether it was real or not, I don't know. You be the judge. I'm saying this. I love my dad. I praise the Lord for my dad. He's gone, but one day I'll see him again. And I want to tell you this. I love, write this down. This will bless you. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. If you've had a loved one to pass away, note what the writer to Hebrews, who many believe to be Paul, he said, Abel. Abel, A-B-E-L, Abel, though he 
being dead, yet still speaketh. How many know that somebody, once they pass away, their influence, their testimony, their legacy carries on? So, yes, they do speak in their testimony. I'm wearing a tie this morning. I got it from my dad. It speaks volumes to me. Now, I don't talk to my dad, no. He's with Jesus. I know Jesus is able to take care of him. But Paul McCartney, we live in a mixed-up world where we're thinking we're going to talk to a tree. Oh, but praise the Lord. We can talk to and go to the throne of grace whereby we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We can go boldly to the God's throne. How many are going to go to the throne of grace in just a moment? We came to worship Jesus. We didn't come to be entertained. We came to worship the living God, not to be entertained. Hey, and we're here to worship God. We're here to talk with the Lord, a living God, and put our burdens on Him. All right, number two. You say, Pastor, we're not going to get through this. Yes, we are. We'll get through it together. Number two, not only a new hope, but a new peace. Notice verse number two. Elect, I've already described the word elect, electos picked out, according to the foreknowledge, pronosoin, that know beforehand the foreknowledge of God through sanctification. That word is a big word for setting aside, setting apart, holy, living. The sanctification of the capital S spirit under obedience of the sprinkling of the blood of Jesus. Oh, thank God for the blood. Amen. Grace be unto you and peace be multiplied. New peace. Is anybody here that needs some new peace? You've been troubled. Yes, Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That's John 14 and verse 27. Here, look up here just a moment. I'm talking about peace with God and the peace of God. Please distinguish the two. Peace with God. Do you have peace with God? Can I give you a reference? Romans 5.1. Romans 5.1. Paul said, therefore, being justified, pronounced righteous, justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad to have peace with God? Oh, I'm telling you, we were enemies. Paul said we were enemies of God. Yes, if we got our way, we'd all be confined and judged to the lake of fire. Peace with God. But wait a minute, the peace of God. Paul in a Philippian, well, actually, he's in a prison writing to the church of Philippi. He says, be careful for nothing. <laughs> Stop worrying. You know, be anxious for nothing, Jesus said. The birds are going to get fed. The flowers are going to get clothed. How much more are you important than your, to your heavenly Father? He knows your needs. I read that, and I just brings great comfort to my heart. To know that I say, well, Lord, are you going to do this, and will you make it through? Yes. Be careful for nothing but in everything by what? Prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be known to God. And then, then, then with thanksgiving, then. That's when the breakthrough comes for me. When I'm going through a storm or a trial or when I'm having a hard time, once I start praising God for it, then the peace of God, the irene of God that passes all understanding. You can't explain it. Money can't buy it. The world can't give it. Thank God the devil can't take it away. The peace of God that passes understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Write this verse down, Colossians 3.15. Paul said, let the peace of God rule, rule in your heart. That's right. 
And Isaiah writes and says, the wicked are like the troubled sea, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There's no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. Oh, yes, watch this. Learn this. You ready? You ready? To know Jesus, to K-N-O-W, to know Jesus is to know K-N-O-W, peace. But know, N-O, Jesus, means no, N-O, peace. You get that? To know Jesus is to know peace. But no, N-O, Jesus, means no peace. You want peace, you got to have peace with God. Are you at peace with God today? Are you running from God today? Are you hiding from God today? Is there pride in your heart today? Is there hypocrisy in your heart today? Are you self-righteous today? Do you feel like everybody else is sinful, but you're not today? God, help us to be broken before the Lord and recognize our utter hopelessness and helplessness before a living God who loved us, who died for us, who rose again, and who's coming again, and who's with us no matter what we face. The peace of God. I'll tell you something else. You put it on your priority list. Have you got it? New hope. New peace. Number three, new vision. Some of you are stuck in a rut. You've been in a rut a long time. You need to get out of that rut. Habakkuk, write this verse down. Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. Write the vision, make it plain. That they that read it may run with it. Though it tarry, it will surely come to pass. Keep in mind, Habakkuk's writing, asking, Lord, why are you going to let the wicked triumphant over the righteous? How many are saying that today? <laughs> come on. You know you are. Lord, why would you allow all this election stuff to go on? Lord, it don't make sense. Lord, it's not fair. You ever said that? You ever thought that? Probably. Habakkuk said the same thing. Why would a good God allow bad things to happen to his people? And therefore, he's got to have a word from God. Anybody need a word from God today? You've been troubled about this thing. You can't figure it out. You're more agitated and irritated. And brother, it'll knock you out of the will of God, knock you out of walking in fellowship with God. It'll eat at you. And if you're not careful, your joy will be snatched right out from under you. But wait a minute. Right first, we need to watch expectantly. Write the vision. Make it plain. That they that read it may run with it. Habakkuk went to a tower to hear a word from God. I don't know if you got wax in your ears, but you probably need to get it out right now. Can you hear God speaking? The still small voice. Don't listen to preacher Randy, Pastor Randy. I'm just a flesh. I put my shoes on just like you do. There's nothing special about me except for the grace of God. And I know you sit here and many of you judge me about what I do, how I dress, how I preach too loud or this or that or the other. I walk too much. I don't do enough of this. Y'all got to look over this poor, wretched sinner saved by the grace of God, and y'all got to start looking at Jesus. Don't look to, to, to man. God help us. Yes, God does use men in our life, but many of us sit here Sunday after Sunday and say, well, I like that suit. I don't like it. How many of y'all like this suit, by the way? Uh, hey, I don't like them shoes, Pastor. I don't like the way you're preaching. Well, anyway, bless God, I love you anyway. But look, vision, vision. Write this verse down. Proverbs 29, 18. Solomon said... Where there is no vision, the people perish. Can I tell you all, I, I got to go back to what I just said. I love you, but I got to tell you this, because I think it'll help you. I really do. Some of you don't get anything out of Sunday morning because you're all so focused on me instead of Jesus. 
and, and like if I say something you don't like or say something like, don't be so critical, folks. Let's just get right with God. Look over this again. Y'all don't look at me. Look to Jesus. Look to the Word. But many of you do that Sunday after Sunday. And, and, and if I say something you don't agree with, then you go away and you don't take anything with you. My goal is to give you the Word of God. And, and I love you, and I, I, I know how it is. I do the same thing, okay? I do the same thing. So if I know if I'm doing it, I know you're doing it. Hello, did that connect? <laughs> the truth will what? Set you free, amen. Hey, vision, Proverbs 29, 18, what does it say? Where there's no vision, the people perish. Let's say that together. Where there's no vision, the people perish. One more time. What kind of vision do you have? Is it 2020 or is it 2021? Newsflash, we're not in 2020 anymore. We're in 2021. Have you got 2021 vision? Oh, but pastor, I hadn't been praying about it. No, I'm still mad about 2020. This happened and that happened. I know. And if you let the devil cause you to dig a hole, you'll stay in that hole all 2021. How many want to get out of that hole? I can sit here and start whining about stuff, and God knows if I'm not careful, I will. Lord, I had influenza B last year, and I thought it, was, it may have been even the virus. I don't know. And Lord, I had shingles last year, and Dad, Pastor, I can think about all the bad stuff that happened. Well, I'm going to tell you, that's, uh, just, that's just right where the devil wants to take you. Yes, there's some troubles and trials. We're going to get to that in a moment. But through it all, we are learning to trust in Jesus. And through it all, the Lord said, I'm not going to take you from the storm, but I'm going to be with you in the storm, and I'm going to refine you, and I'm going to use you for my glory. Amen. Why? This is not our home. Time out. How many know this isn't our home? Oh, but you let our security blankets be jerked from us. <gasps> I, I, I lost some of this and I lost that. It really lets you know where our gods are. <laughs> oh, I did wish I didn't have to say that. But it really brings us back to the point. Vision. What could be, what should be. What does God want to do in your life? To an inheritance. Look at this. I love this. To a chromio, an heir. Incorruptible. This is where we're heading. I tell you, this will put new vision in your heart to an inheritance. We who are born again, and by the blood of Jesus, we're headed to an inheritance, incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved, guarded, kept in heaven. Hey, listen, beloved, I believe there's a real heaven, don't you? I believe there's a real heaven. Some of us, God's got our name on the calendar for 2021. I don't know, but I know this. I've got news for you. My address is not going to be 135 Tanya Court. Oh, no. I've got a for sale sign on 135 Tanya Court. I'm moving out of that old house. I've got a mansion in glory. I'm telling you, the Lord Jesus said, I've gone to prepare a place for you. One day, I'm going to go to a place where... The termites can't get in it. And thank God there's not going to be any more taxes. Oh, yes. I'm telling you, there's the Bible describes the street as transparent glass. Walls of jasper. Yes, the pearly gates, the river of life flowing from the throne of God. My address I've got a new inheritance. I've got a new uh, home. Yes. It's going to be the very portals of glory. That's my vision. Our citizenship is in heaven, Paul said in Philippians 3, verse 20 and 21. I'll tell you what, if you keep your eyes on the prize, 
Forgetting what lies behind, reaching for it lies ahead, pressing on to the goal. You will be motivated and God will reveal his will in a mighty way in your life in 2021. Yes, oh, bless the Lord. I'm talking about a new vision. As I shared with you, my dear precious dad, I've shared that every Sunday just about. Y'all, I'm sorry, but I, I miss my dad. I love my dad. I know you miss your loved ones too. How many miss your loved ones? We know where they're at. I told Ann last night when she called about 1030 here that uh, Charles is with the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. But we miss them. And you see, because I'm a son, I was born into the family of Bob Reese. Therefore, I'm an inheritor. You know what that means? It means I could go to his house now. And now I'm a possessor. Now I'm an heir. And things that he had is passed along. I want to tell you, what God the Father has is passed on to his children. Yes, because of his son. We are now inheritors. Why? Because Christ is in us the hope of glory. Why? Why can we have joy unspeakable full of glory? I'll tell you, God's got a new vision for you. He's got a new vision for us. Some of us need to get with God today before the day's over and say, Dear Lord, I've been looking at all the negative things. I've been looking at all the problems. I've been wound up and bogged down on who's going to get in the Senate and who's going to control the House and who's going to be president. Instead of focusing in on the arm of flesh, I need to lift my eyes into the hills. I need to understand that God holds the king's heart in his hand as the rivers of water and he turns it whithersoever way he will. Yes, Lord, I want to back up and see that God puts it in the hearts of kings to fulfill his will need to be reminded, Lord, things are going according to your plan and your purpose, and one day you're coming in glory and power. Now, if you don't believe that, if you don't think that, you'll probably stay discouraged this year. Do you hear me? You'll stay discouraged this year. Oh, but wait, new vision. Now, quickly, not only that, but new faith. We're kept guarded by the power of God through faith unto salvation. Seven favorable changes. New faith, Lord. Faith is taking God at his word. Faith is believing that God can and God will. Oh, yes, ready to be revealed in the last days. Lord, I need my faith to be resurrected. Uh, Lord, I don't want to have dead faith that has no works. Where are your works, James said? If you've got faith, there's going to be some works. James chapter 2. So I need to reevaluate. Do I really have faith in God or is my faith really in myself? I can really tell when things get out of my control. Then I have a spiraling uh, anxiety panic attack because I'm not in control anymore. Oh, listen today, some of us need to let go of the control and say, God, I'm not in control. But though he slay me, yet will I trust him, Job said in Job 13 and verse number 15. My ways when he tried me, I shall come forth like gold. We're kept by the power of God through faith and the salvation. Ready to be revealed in the last day. Number five, new strength. New strength. Look at what Peter says. Please put this on your priority list. Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now, just for a little time, a little season, yeah, all this stuff's going on. Yeah, I know we've been set back. I know that uh, I got a message this morning at 5 o'clock from a pastor friend. 5 a.m., by the way, he said, Pastor, I know 10 pastors right now 
plus evangelists right now that have been affected by the coronavirus. He was asking for prayer. That's all he was doing. Ten. Ten. Everybody's been affected by it. I don't tell you, we can rise above the negativism of this whole world. Remember the old crows on our back? Rise up. Greatly rejoice for a season. If need, you be in heaven as through manifold temptations, trials, the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold, though it perisheth, though it be tried, tested with fire, might be found under praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Can I tell you all something? As long as everything's going good, it's not a real test of our faith. And God grows us, watch this, God grows us, God stretches us when we go through the crucibles. He puts us in the furnace. He has his hand on the thermostat. He knows the temperature. And you know what he's doing? He's refining us. Every bit of the impurities in all of our lives, unlike him, they got to go. They got to be purged like the silversmith that refines the silver and Blows the chaff away. Why? So that he can see the reflection of his own face in the silver. And so it is with our Father. He wants to see the reflection of his Son in us. Oh, God, I know you don't see too much of me and not enough of you. New strength for the new year. New strength for the new year. And I believe we all need some new strength for the new year. By the way, new love in 2021. New love in 2021. I got a call not long ago, and here's what I discovered. New love, having not seen you love, speaking of God, and whom through now you see him not, yet believing you rejoice with joy unspeakable full of glory. Love for the Lord and love for each other. I was going to tell you about this call I got. The call, and here's what it said. I won't go into more detail other than telling you this. I've been praying for a couple for over a year now, working with them, praying with them, talking with them, and I got a call just the other day, about a week ago. Here's what it said. It said, Pastor, we want you to know we're going to renew our vows in June, and we want you to be a part of it. I'm talking about a new start. I'm talking about forgiveness. I'm talking about restoration. I'm talking about favorable changes in 2021. And then last but not least, new holiness. Wherefore, go up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is be brought unto you by the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what? Here's the deal. New holiness. New holiness. I'll tell you what. I don't know about y'all, but the world has more influence on us than we're willing to admit. And I'll tell you this. There's uh, too much carnality in my heart as I see too much fleshliness. And, 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 and I was out yesterday visiting and I visited and talk with a lady who's not going to church anywhere, lives in Mansfield. I said, hey, come to New Rocky Creek. I met a man who is uh, uh, unhappy, and I invited him to come to New Rocky Creek. And then the day before, on uh, New Year's Eve, I was out in Mansfield and talking, and I met a lady there that works at a business up there, and she said, I hadn't been to church in a long time. I live over there in Newburn. And I said, well, bless God, you need to start going to church. She said, yeah, I used to go to this church. But I hadn't been in a long time. She's married, and I said, hey, you need to come. You need to make a difference. I know that right now people are using it, some are using excuses to stay away from the things of God. I'll be honest with you, beloved. It's going to be difficult to make up the ground. Can I get an amen? Now, as I close, what about it today? What about it today? 
How many want to finish faithful? Let me see your hand. Charles Chapman, pastor, he's been here before. Man of faith, he pastored Faith Baptist Church there in LaGrange, Georgia for I think 20 years, maybe 25 years. And uh, Ann and I have been talking for at least a month now, 19 days to be exact. She told me he's been in the hospital and we were praying for the will of God to be done. And I told her last night, I said, Sister Ann, thank God Charles is home now. He's home as obedient children. Mm, be holy as I am holy. He's home. He finished faithful. He's finished faithful. Now, right now, have you got the seven priorities on your list? Do you? If you do, I want you to take some time to pray over those those seven priorities in 2021. Right now, as you stand to your feet, I wonder if we prepare our hearts as we fix them together around, enjoy what we call the Lord's Supper. Our men, if you would, please come. And as we all stand together, let's affirm in our heart new hope in 2021. Let's be honest and say, Lord, maybe I haven't been exercising expectation and confidence in you but 2021 2021 new hope new peace new peace lord i know it's the same peace but i've, I've lost the peace it's flown out the window i need that peace of god that state of rest no matter what happens no matter the circumstances no matter what i can't change oh we can't help wrinkles on our face but we can help them on our heart we can't help birds that flower our head, but we can help when they nest in our hair. Oh, God, help us today. Help us today as we prepare 2021, 2021. New hope, new faith, new peace, new vision. Maybe God wants to give you a vision about somebody who's not saved or Christian. And today, God is speaking to your heart to stop procrastinating. Go talk with them. Send them a text. Send them something. For heaven's sake, call them on the phone. Or go see them if you, they're okay with it. Favorable changes in 2021. Let's bow again for prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you for your changes you are making in my life and in your church. And Lord, I thank you for the, the precious men and women you've called to serve here at your your local body and I pray you'll raise up many thank you for sending in more we pray for blessings those who are hurting those who are sick but let yet God we know the vision and the fields are widened to harvest the labors are few so help us to do what we can in these days father help me to have the right attitude and God I pray that you'll not only birth vision in our heart but strength to carry on your will in these days and even though it's swimming against the current, we give you glory now for new love that you're pouring in our heart, oh God, to love the unlovely, to love those who disagree with us, even love where they disagree with us politically or religiously. Oh God, give us Calvary's love to pray for them and try to win them, point them to you the way, the truth, the life. And those who are steeped in false teaching, we pray in the name of Jesus, give us Calvary's love. And then, Lord, I pray you'll continue to do a uh, work in our heart, changing us, rotting your very likeness as you carry us through these times. And bless our families, we pray, and this community, 
and uh, the schools and the school system starting back and the church ministries. Oh, God, we just ask now for your anointing, your presence, and put us under the burden. Help our Father God. We pray that you'll anoint us to pray. And thank you for the prayer warriors. Thank you for the soul winners. Thank you for the Sunday school teachers. Thank you for the nursery workers. Thank you for, dear God, uh, every person, the ushers, and dear Lord, uh, our deacons, and Father, our staff, we just bless you. you. You granted us a wonderful team, and I really mean that, Father. And I'm blessed to be their pastor, and I, I want to be a servant. Help me to be a servant, Lord, and to love you, to finish faithful. And we pray now for your glory, in Jesus' name. Amen.